I'm Tyler from Let's Go, and you are listening to 25,000 Miles Radio Show. Welcome to the show. Hey, hi Joel. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I've been wanting to come on for a while, so I'm excited. Yeah, man. We're basically besties who haven't met yet. Yeah, I agree. And uh, since we've met and just been talking back and forth on the internet, uh, I'd have to say that that's true. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's weird. I'll like mention some weird, like obscure band and you'll be like, oh yeah, I know. What? Totally. <laughs> I've been waiting to have this talk with you for so long. I mean, there's no way we could run down the whole thing in 30 minutes or however long we have today, but 
we'll we'll get together again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. This is not the last time you're on this show. Perfect. The first question I have, and the first question I've been asking everybody right now, is how are you doing in your area with COVID? Uh, I'm I'm doing pretty good in my area. I mean, uh, the same challenges that everybody else has had, but. I'm self-employed and it hasn't affected my business as much as I was afraid it was going to. So I'm very grateful for that. And also I, uh, you know, I have a home recording studio in my spare bedroom at home. So I've been able to work on a lot of music and I'm very grateful for that. And I've been doing a little bit of snowboarding too. So I really am not going to complain about anything. (laughs) Yeah, man. It sounds like you got it dialed in for, for COVID life. Yeah, you know, I mean, the big thing is just if everybody can pull together and get through this, and then we can have shows next year instead of in 2024 or whatever. Yeah, because there's been some there's been some rumors where it's like, yeah, no shows till like 2022. I remember when all this kind of first broke out, you know, uh, earlier this year. People, people were saying, oh, okay, well, and that, they started buying tickets for events that were rescheduled to 2021. And now that's coming up, and it's starting to get a little bit nervous, probably, if you bought, you know, tickets to shows or vacations or whatever. Um, how are you guys uh, keeping, uh, I know you, you said you got a, a home recording studio, but how are you guys keeping busy as a band? Is everybody kind of contributing to that and, like, sending stuff in, or are you guys actually getting together? Well, uh, we haven't been getting together, uh, but we have all been collaborating electronically, uh, Scotty, the bassist, also has a home studio, and so him and I have been writing songs together and, you know, passing them back and forth, and he'll write a song, and I'll write a song, and we'll kind of just, uh, help each other work on it, kind of like we would in person, but, uh, so that that's pretty cool, and, you know, it's a skill that I learned that I probably wouldn't have learned as quickly if, uh, there wasn't this isolation, quarantine, social distancing kind of factor going on. So yeah, yeah, it's been great. We've been we've been working on music a lot, and uh, we we got a lot to show you. So um, to kind of set the the whole thing here is I know Let's Go, but uh, there's probably people out there who don't. So when and where did Let's Go start? And where did you come up with the name? Okay, well, uh, we we started out in 2018 in Barrier, BC. Uh, I was living with the drummer at the time, Dustin. I was living in his basement suite. And uh, we had been playing music for a few years, uh, cover bands and stuff like that. And the cover band kind of disbanded. So Dusty and I decided that uh, we'd have a go at just having an original band. And I've always, I've always been in punk bands and I've always been writing music since, you know, early high school. So I was excited to get back to, you know, playing punk rock and not just playing cover songs, as fun as that was, you know. Uh, so we started just as a duo and we recorded our first EP called Almost Ready. And that was a four-song EP that we put out in 2018. And since we didn't have a we didn't have a, a bassist, so we played along to backing tracks for the bass when we played live. And it wasn't ideal, and I didn't like it. 
but it was either that or don't play live at all. So we just got out there and got after it. And that's when Scotty Bass started coming to all of our gigs in Kamloops. And Scotty is a friend of mine from high school or very good friends. And we played in bands all throughout high school and after high school punk bands. Uh, the first one we started was called Jake Straight and the Drunks. And the second one we started was called Scotty Bass and the Beatdowns. And thankfully, speaking of names, we don't have that format anymore. It was great, but it was getting a little bit redundant. So Scotty started coming to shows and I basically started begging him to play bass for us. And he said, no. So I asked again and he said, no. So I asked again and he said, yes. Yeah. Persistence, man. Persistence will get you everywhere in, in music and life, you know. So Scotty joined the band on bass and that was amazing because now we have a bassist and we're loud and we're proud and we're getting used to it. Uh, the name Let's Go, I had a whole list of names and Dusty had made a whole list of names and we were just kind of rattling them off and there's really no good story. Um, Paul Gott from the Ripcord said, oh, I like the name of your band. It's named after a Ripcord song. And I was kind of just like, yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Like, I love the Ripcords, but I, I did not even make the connection when we picked the band name. So, yeah, you're just like, yeah, man, that's, that's what it's named after. <laughs> it's kind of the area that we live in right now there's it's kind of a rural area you know there's not a ton of people and we're not like a big hub like vancouver calgary edmonton places like that so was that ever a concern starting a band here did you ever want to be like you know what maybe we should uh head to a bigger place because that's where you know the people are going to come out honestly um I'm pretty pragmatic with my approach to music and I'm pretty critical of everything that we do. And I really haven't come to the point with our music yet. Uh, you know, I'm not talking down our music and I know uh, I think our band is great and I really like the songs that I write, but I don't think that we're really ready to put ourselves there out there and make a big push. Like in a bigger center like that, there's so many good bands and you know, as much as I want to get out there and start playing, um, I kind of like the, I like being able to come up in a smaller group and uh, when we're ready, we'll definitely make a big push and something like that might cross my mind. But as for now, like I'm having so much fun. Uh, we started the band in Barrier. If uh, for any listeners that don't know, everybody probably knows Barrier, but it's a small community <clears throat> near Kamloops of about 2000 people. And, you know, you wouldn't think that a punk band would be that huge in a 2,000-person rural uh, town in B.C., but the community there was so supportive. They would come to all of our shows. You know, there's no punk rockers around, but just people would come and support us. And it was really nice. So, yeah, it's been, it's been good, actually. Yeah, man. Own your craft. Get a little bit of, you know, a few shows under your belt, and then boom. Exactly. Get a few shows under the belt. And that's the plan for sure. Like you and I were actually working on booking a bit of a tour for Let's Go uh, around the beginning of April. So when everything got really fun. Yeah, yeah. But that was going to be our first tour. And you and I had kind of just gotten it all together. And there were some cool shows with some cool bands. And uh, that was step one, you know, do the interior because these shows were going to be in like Enderby, Kelowna, Kamloops, stuff like that. 
And uh, that's step one. And then step two is Los Angeles. Rule the world. We're going to go out there. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> you would not believe. I In my head, I have mapped out tours that I, I was like, man, if I start a band, I know exactly how I'm going to do it. And this is how you would get huge. <laughs> and I'll cut this out because this is ridiculous. <laughs> no, no, I like it. I like it. But uh, what you do is you'd hit Kelowna, Kamloops. And then you'd wait two weeks. Then you hit Vancouver, Kelowna. And then in two weeks, you hit Kamloops, Vancouver. Then if you really, really, if you're really ambitious and you want your band to like really go somewhere, you go Seattle, Vancouver, right? And you just start just pinging places off like that on the West Coast for a little bit and then take a break. And then you go that way, you know, and then, you do, then yeah. you do Calgary, Edmonton, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and and for anybody that can't see, Joel uh, pointed when he said that way, which is perfect for a radio show. Yeah, and I assume way. he meant like towards uh, towards Winnipeg, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now the listeners will get that from the context. They're smart. You have the very smart listeners, so I'm not worried about it. Oh, my head. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
guys got stuff going on right now. So tell us about uh, the new releases or release from uh, Let's Go. Yeah, um, we just released a new uh, release, a new EP, I guess, called Spelunking. And it compiles all of the singles that we've done since we put out the Almost Ready record in 2018. So there's one, two, three, four, five, uh, five singles on there. And then an unreleased song that nobody has heard that uh, we recorded uh, probably in 2019. So if you get the CD, you can hear that unreleased song. It's pretty sweet. So I would suggest checking that out. Uh, it's really cool. This CD is so awesome. Uh, Kaylina Haskarl, also known as Get Kraken. She is the artist behind all the art on the CD, and it looks really good. And inside the CD, there's a six-panel fold-out poster, and it's got all the singles artwork and all the lyrics. So I don't know if anybody can ever hear what I'm saying, but my dad will be very happy about that. He always tells me, that, oh, your music's it's so good, but I can't hear what you're saying. What is he saying? So, <laughs> dad, that's for you. Check that out. Uh, yeah, it's great. And I made tapes too. It's a very limited run. It's 50 CDs and 20 tapes. And we did it all ourselves. Uh, the whole production from the recording, uh, making the artwork by Kaylina, Get Kraken. The, the packaging, printing everything out, lining it up, doing the double-sided printing, printing directly on the discs. I thought that I was going to save money by like producing this whole CD myself, but now that I'm adding it all up and the time that it's taken, it's like, oh my God, it just never ends. I'm so grateful for all these orders and we finally just got all of them done. But uh, I did not factor in the time cutting these things up and folding them and everything. So I'm very grateful to Kaylina for helping me out with that and making it happen. Yeah. And fun fact, she designed the 25,000 miles logo. She did, and I'm wearing the t-shirt right now. It's super comfy. Um, not to come off as, like, uh, the shopping channel here, but it's got a thread count, boy. Ooh, it's high. Dude. You don't even want to know. Dude, the, the sleeves, they really hug your your uh, your muscle, and it, it makes your muscles pop, you know? It makes your muscles pop. If you got sensitive skin, you're going to love this shirt. It floats on you like a cloud. It's got an amazing logo. Perfect. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> shameless plug yeah so you were talking about that you were talking about tapes like so you're doing cds and you're doing tapes why tapes um i think some people just prefer the excitement of a format that's liable to explode out of the player at any time leaving you with a tangled mess i think it's just like some people like danger and living on the edge and the tapes are for them Nice. And I, I just really like collectible stuff. It's nice just to have a little tape and a CD. The tape is like this translucent day glow orange color. Looks really cool. The real answer is probably because I can't afford vinyl. Ah. <laughs> Listen, I talked to uh, a guy named Carlin Blackrabbit. He plays in a band called Iron Tusk and No More Moments in Calgary. And they will consistently put out tapes because when like they're driving around or whatever they pop in a tape like there's always a tape player in their car and they sell out of tapes all the time so there's got to be something to it i guess yeah the, maybe it says something about uh about punk rockers that 
maybe they're not driving around in them fancy Mercedes with them CD players, you know? <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's an it's not an 08, it's an 88. <laughs> yeah, and it's a Jetta. <laughs> and it's a Jetta. <laughs> yep, pretty much. I had I had this Jetta and every time you turn the wheel, the horn would go off. <laughs> Cuz all the wires in the the, the steering wheel were all messed up. Was, uh, so what did what did people think around town when you're just like every day driving back and forth honking <laughs> at everybody? Well, it was the worst. I was like at a at a red light, and it and I had like the the clicker on like tuk tuk tuk, and this giant group of girls walks to the corner like they're gonna like cross the street. I'm like no no no, <laughs> and so like <laughs> the light turns green. I was like oh great here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's great um so i know you mentioned this before but um you had a tour booked in april before all of this was going down um and it did get canceled and pretty sure everyone was bummed but um you know it's been happening to all artists like not just you guys but everyone's tours have just been canceled or postponed but something that's come out of all of this is bands have been live streaming their live shows. So what do you think about live streaming? I think it's great. Um, I, I watched a few awesome live stream concerts, like the, the no effects one live from Fatty's house. Yep. That, that was really good. Um, the dropkick Murphy's one was awesome. Uh, it's really great when those bands do it and they have professional sound companies and everything. I'm maybe not as big a fan of of uh, just everybody live streaming all of a sudden just because they can. That's kind of the part of the reason I didn't do any. I had a lot of friends tell me, oh, you should live stream, you should live stream. Then I look at like, well, do you want to watch the Dropkick Murphys or do you want to watch me with an acoustic guitar? Like, I don't know. So I just kind of delved deeper into the recording I'm, uh, I don't have enough hubris that I think people would want to be entertained by just me, but you never know. Yeah, and it's it's kind of tough because, like, you can see the people. Well, I guess in real life you can see the the people in front of you. But when you're live streaming, it's like two people are watching. You're like, uh. That hurts. Right. That hurts, man. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to see me cry into my guitar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd have to put a little piece of tape over where it says how many people are watching. I can't handle that. <laughs> yeah. Did you um? Did you pay for tickets to the No Effects uh, live stream? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I did. Did you? I waited. Like a like a, oh, like a rat. I, I and, and it came on for free on YouTube right after or what? <laughs> uh, no, it was a few days. It was a few days after, and then I was like, "Oh, I'll just let's watch okay. it here." <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, we uh, really you should pay because it's like a like you're supporting the band, but there's just something about it that it's like you know I don't want to pay for something that I can see on YouTube. That's true. Uh, when when I watched it, I, I believe it was before the restrictions there, and, or they were up at the time. So we had a little party, and everybody just pitched in five dollars. So it was fun for like a party atmosphere with everybody watching, you know. Yeah, 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 for sure. And there's another one. There's the No Effects uh, New Year's Eve one that's coming too. Oh, aren't they going to play like uh, So Long and Thanks for All the Shoes or something? Uh, that's a good question. It's a good question. It's one of those. It's 
I thought it was Punk and Drublik, but you're or, probably or did they, right. No, I think they played so long on the first one that we watched, actually, and maybe they'll do Punk and Drublik now. <laughs> yeah, probably is. Like I said, I, it was a party, so... Yeah, right? There you go. Okay, so to the best of your knowledge and off the cuff here, can you tell me the worst show you've ever played, and then on the <laughs> flop of that, the best show you've ever played? Oh, man. <laughs> um... There's there's a bunch of stories that come to mind. Worst show. Um, worst show. I, I don't know. I've I've got some stories about some things that happened before and after shows on tour. Like uh, I I played at a bar in Edmonton once called. And when we got in there, we started loaded in gear, and we noticed there's like a bunch of like. Um, let's say nice looking older ladies getting in and out of cars in the parking lot or, you know, they're all done up pretty nice. And uh, so we start setting up and we turn the amps on and the owner comes out and he says, stop it, stop it. You can't do sound check until se- uh, seven o'clock. There's uh, there's girls working downstairs. And we all kind of looked at each other and thought about the cars out front and the girls back and forth I mean, okay, we're in a we're in a brothel right now, so that that was kind of interesting. And I'm now now realizing you please beep the name of that bar <laughs> if you can, because I don't want any trouble with uh, with uh, those people. <laughs> but uh, we'll that it. one was pretty. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> that one was pretty fun, or or maybe worst, best, who knows? Uh, some of the best shows I've ever played would have had to been on Warp Tour 2009 when I was playing in an Australian punk band called Avarice. And we were on Warp Tour for seven shows, starting in Vancouver and going all the way up to California. And on that tour, I got to see Bad Religion, No Effects, Less Than Jake, uh, tons of other bands. I got to see them, you know, almost every day. I got to meet some of them. Uh, that definitely goes at the top of the list. Yeah, wow. Like, that's huge. Like you, you're one of the the people who got to play Warp Tour, and like, not even just like one day, not even like on the local stage. You did, you did the whole thing. But do you know how that ruined me? Like now that I've experienced that for like, you know, one month, I'm gonna spend the rest of my life just trying like chasing that glory, trying to get back on some huge stage like that. You know, even though we played on a semi truck stage at Warp's Warp Tour, like a much smaller stage, but just to be a part of a event that big with these awesome bands. Oh my God, I'm so excited. But I mean, honestly, that's some of my goals for let's go. I see all these festivals happening in Europe and they're bringing like Downway and Belvedere and all of these Canadian skate punk bands from back in the day. And it's happening still. So that's, that's kind of one of my goals is to get there. Yeah, man. Good goal. Good goal. You've been playing, you've been playing for a while. You've been in other bands. You've played shows, you've released music so as a musician, what do you think the motivation is to keep going and to keep creating? Because, man, it's a, it's a hard road. It's a hard road out there. Yeah, I think that's part of being an artist, no matter what kind of artist you are, is constantly doubting yourself and saying, why am I doing this? Why do I keep doing this? It's so much work. It doesn't always work out the way I want it to, but... Um, you know, it's it's just what it's what I do. It's the one thing I enjoy most in life. You know, 
it, it goes, uh, you know, music and, you know, of course, personal relationships, like, uh, but uh, music and then snowboarding, then skateboarding. I just love it. I would, I'm going to keep making music, uh, whether people listen to it or not. It's really nice when they do. I'll keep making music if they tell me to stop. Like, I'm just going to keep doing it. Um, it's, it's just my passion, I guess. The only way I could give like a more trite answer would be to say something like, punk rock saved my life, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you want, it's, this is all about you. <laughs> I apologize to anybody whose life actually was saved by punk rock. I mean, people say that all the time and it's a cliche and it's funny to laugh at. But when I think about it, like I've been down some different roads in life and here and there. And I think music is one thing that has kept me on the straight and narrow. Whereas like a lot of my friends, just like I'm sure we all have friends, uh, kind of our past diverged and they maybe went into some other stuff. And I'm, I'm happy I stuck with music. Equal. Oh, my 